Welcome to Here We Are, the podcast where we celebrate the beauty of being a nerd by learning about nerdy things from fellow nerds. I'm your host, Joy Blue. Today's guest is a very familiar human to me. We've spent a lot of time together over the span of, well, my entire lifetime. Because she is my sister. If you haven't figured this out yet, welcome to the family. Mom set us up to be curious nerds, always looking for the next adventure, thing to learn, experiment to try. And that's how we got to today's topic. Fresh ground flowers. Not like pick them off the meadow flowers, but like, I'm gonna go put some flour in this dough to make some bread with. So prepare to jump in headfirst to sisterly nerdiness as we learn from my sister, Janine Wetzel. I am Janine, and I am Joy's sister. Yeah, you are. I am, and I love her very much. I love you too. And I am the mom to three really amazing girls, and the wife to an awesome husband, and I probably like to nerd out on sunny things, but I really enjoy it. We have 14 chickens in our backyard. Of course you do. And they all have very distinct personalities in me. I love to read books, love to learn new things. I love to play around in my kitchen and experiment with all kinds of things just to say that I did. Right. If Janine's voice sounds familiar, it's not only that she's related to me, but she was also featured on the Nerdlet all about lasagna when uh, her middle daughter, Ellie interviewed her about lasagna. So there you go. Food things going through here. Right. So what do you want to nerd out about today? Well, we're going to talk about wheat. because I'm so excited. It's good stuff. It's one of your latest nerd outs. It is. When did you start doing research into wheat? Well, we've kind of been learning how to cook more from whole food type ingredients. You mean like choosing more raw things instead of processed things? Right. More okay. raw things instead of processed things and how to make it from ingredients you could grow and pronounce rather mm -hmm. than things that I have to look up. And so we've kind of been on this kick for a while and Caleb and I were doing research into something and somehow wheat berries came up and we were like, oh, that's interesting. Even people actually do that. Wait, what do you and mean wheat berries? What are those? Wheat berries are what flour comes from. So when wheat is grown in the field and it's harvested, what they harvest is called a wheat berry. And so it's the top. If you've ever seen a head of wheat, it's the little berries from that. They I call know those were called berries. They are. They're not really a berry is in like what you think of a blueberry. Right. But they're just little, yeah, wheat berries is what they're called. That's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So anyway, we were learning about that. And when Caleb realized that you can have a bucket of wheat berries stored properly and it would last for like 20 years, he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> wow, um, Nerd. <laughs> yeah. So we talked for several years off and on about wheat berries, like, oh, that'd be fun to try sometime and just kind of laughed it off. And then for Christmas this year, I had a wheat mill show up on my doorstep oh my and he was really upset because it didn't come in a box that kept it a secret i figured out pretty quickly <laughs> and he was like since you know we might as well pull it out and use it so. <laughs> okay and how many buckets of wheat berries do you have gosh i don't I have, are they all the same? No, they're not all the same. There are different types of wheat, which is all things that I've been learning about. And it's fascinating to learn the different types because they have different purposes. So there's hard and soft wheat. Okay. And hard wheat berries are more what you would think 
of like when you buy bread flour at the store, they're better for yeasted breads and things like that because their structure is stronger. Is this analogous to like hardwoods and softwoods? Like softwoods, you wouldn't want to make like house structure out of a birch tree because it would bend and break. But a hardwood like oak or pine Mm -hmm. would withstand the greater pressure of. Yeah, they've got greater strength. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Greater strength with that. So, yeah, the hardwood has greater strength. The soft wheat is more what you think of as an all purpose or pastry flour. Interesting. Yeah. And then there's different types within that, too, if you really want to nerd out on it. Um, I do. Like within the hard wheat, I have two different types here. There's a red wheat, and that has more of a, it's not red in color particularly. The berry is a little bit darker than a hard white wheat berry. So they're both hard, but then there's red and white, and Hmm. the red has more of a nutty flavor. And the white is, it's a little bit more bland. So you can use that when you really want the other flavors in your bread to shine. That is fascinating. It is. Where does one get wheat berries? Well, the interwebs is a good place to start. You can do it there. I found it at our local health food co-op or food co-op here in town. And then there's like a co-op called Breadbeckers that I ordered stuff from and was able to do a pickup to a local co-op in my... Whoa. Yeah, it was fun. Service. (laughs) Okay. So what have you noticed is different about grinding your own wheat versus just going and picking up a bag at the store? There's several things that are different. One, the flavor is different. If you've got whole wheat that you buy from the store, a -hmm. lot of times things made with whole wheat don't always taste super awesome with a bag of whole wheat from the store. And sometimes it almost has a rancid flavor or a funky smell. Whole wheat can go bad. Yeah. Yeah. It goes really, it goes bad really fast in the bag. So the nice thing about when you grind your own is that it is fresh. So there's a lot more depth of flavor to yeah. it. And it's got a higher nutritional quality because it's fresh. Right. Because wheat, when it's ground, goes bad really quickly, which is why the stuff that you buy at the store, many times they remove all of the bran and a lot of the healthy stuff from it. And then they bleach it and process it. And then they have to enrich it because all of those good right. vitamins were taken out. So they have to put stuff back in. And then if you buy a whole wheat flour, a lot of times they just add back in to that already bleached processed flour. They just add back in a little bit of the wheat bran and the germ to try to make it more whole wheat-ish again. So the cool thing about when you grind your own, you don't have any waste. We're not pulling away the bran. We're not pulling away Mm -hmm. the germ. We just got our wheat berries that grind and they're yummy. The texture is a little bit different than what you're used to with like a white flour. Because with a white flour, a lot of times you have a real fluffy pastry, which is really appealing. We've gotten really used to that as Americans. When you use the fresh ground flour, because of all of the bran and the germ and everything in it, it's a little bit denser. So like I made cinnamon rolls the other day and I've made cinnamon rolls in the past and they're delicious with white flour and all. Um, This time I used some of the fresh flour. And the rolls were still absolutely wonderful, but they had a texture a little bit more like a bran muffin. They were not quite as light and fluffy as you would have with one made with white flour. Did you use a hard berry or a soft berry? You know, I don't remember. I'd have to look at my recipe, whether it called for bread flour or all purpose. If it called for bread flour, I would have used the hard. And if it was all purpose, I would have used the soft. Is it a one-to-one? 
Like, do you have to do anything to fill in? There are a lot of people that do mixtures of different greens to make a better all-purpose flour. Okay. I haven't experimented as much with the different mixtures of grains. I've done more just a one-to-one because it's easier. But a lot of people have done stuff that make really great mixes from my understanding. One cup of wheat berries, though, does not equal one cup of ground flour. It's usually a little bit more flour than the berries that you put in. What? I know. It's exciting. So I can put in about three cups of berries and I get about four cups of flour out of it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Okay. So tell me about the milling process. What is that like? What kind of mill do you have? There's lots of different mills and things on the market. We have a Nutra mill and I love it. It's a stone grinding process. So basically I flip it on and it sounds like a really loud vacuum cleaner. (laughs) And I pour in the wheat berries and then it just spits out the flour in the bottom into a bowl. And I'm able to use it right away. Kind of like grinding coffee, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't add that much time to my process unless I don't turn on the mill before I add the berries. And then I have to clean it all out because it clogs the stones and all. So done that a few times. I mean, lesson learned. Yeah, I learned real quick. You always turn on the mill before you mess with the berries. Wow. Okay, what else about this topic has just got you super fascinated? This is amazing. I love all of this. Well, obviously I love eating, so. (laughs) Wait, what? The fascination goes with what makes me happy. Yeah, we've really had a lot of fun eating the product of the mill. And I have a lot more experimentation to do. I'm still in the early stages of this. What do you want to try? Well, I'm going to experiment with grinding corn and make some cornbread and things like that. I want to do more with some pizza dough and with breads and I have lots of things that I want to try but have yet to actually make the time for. Is semolina a type of berry? It is. It's a specific type of wheat and it's really cool. The the spectrum of things within the wheat berries. Semolina is a specific type that has a flavor that goes really well with pasta. Yeah. Um, And then there's like one of the ancient grains. I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong but it's kamut. Uh And I believe If I'm correct in that, they found that one in like King Tut's tomb and grew it, which is so cool to me that you can get grains that are an ancient form. And then you've got einkorn flowers and a lot of things. So if you've got food allergies, there's a lot of options for things that you can do. So I've had fun learning about a lot of that too. I haven't experimented as much as I want to in Mm -hmm. those areas, but I have lots of friends that have some food sensitivities and it's really appealing to me to learn about different ways you can make things that it's not as hard on your digestive tract right. and you're able to eat things still that you like without right. being sick. <laughs> yeah, you and I have talked about that too like with the sourdough process mm-hmm. because the length of the natural fermentation helps break down some of those harder to digest parts right. of the flour because of fermentation. It's beautiful. Right. It's a really cool like it's just fascinating stuff to learn about. And it's really fun when you put fresh ground flour with sourdough. Caleb's favorite bread that I've made is a combination of sourdough and fresh ground flour. Is spelt flour then like just another variety? Yeah, spelt is another more ancient grain that is easier to digest as well. Okay. I've also experimented with some buckwheat. Have you Mm -hmm. done anything with buckwheat yet? Not yet, but it's on my list. It turned my sourdough loaf a very interesting color. 
How interesting. What color? Slightly gray purple. Mm-hmm. I know. Cool. I learned about buckwheat flour from this podcast when I interviewed Ted Harrow about bread. Oh, awesome. I know. I love learning things. I do too. So what's next on your learning? Um, well, probably to make some of those things that are on my bucket list of things to make. What's on your bucket list? The cornbread, absolutely. That's there. I want to experiment some more. I've tried the whole wheat donuts, but have yet to have them be like I want them to be. Mm-hmm. So I need to experiment some more there. My family loves it when I make English muffins. I've got a mm-hmm. sour only mm-hmm. muffin recipe that they go nuts for. Yes. So I'll probably make that again soon. Good job. Yeah. I just kind of like perusing things and going, oh, I need to try this. I approve of this. We got that from mom, right? Mom was basically like that. We had an experimental kitchen. So many people have asked me, like, why are you so confident in the kitchen? Or like, oh, my gosh, you made donuts or you made corn dogs. And I'm like, well, of course I did. But the of course strategy isn't an everybody thing. Right. Yeah, I think because mom didn't know how to cook at all when she got married. And she kind of had to learn with trial by fire. And so we got used to experimenting. And it's been fun. When I said experimental kitchen, my family cheers now rather than booing. Which I think <laughs> is a good thing. I'm excited about that. Good. I've only made like one or two things in, you know, the last 15 years that weren't edible. Most really, of them are generally edible. I'm really proud of you. Me too. I'm excited. Look at us doing life. <laughs> Attempting to adult. <laughs> thanks for your time and thanks for your nerd. Aw, thanks for interviewing me. Good to be with you. Okay, love you, like you, bye. Love you, like you too. Bye. So here we are. My mind is currently teetering on the edge of considering if I too should delve into the magical world of fresh ground wheat. Then I look at all I've got going on in life and you know, I'll just add it to the someday list. This was so fun to talk with Janine about. I'm so grateful we grew up in an experimental kitchen and that we are still taking that mentality forward with us to this day. Keep up the good work, sis. If you've got a flavor of nerd that you want me to celebrate, I would love to hear all about it. So go ahead and email me at herewearethepodcast at gmail.com and tell me everything. And I mean it. I love taking time to sit and make space for nerd to be celebrated. If you really liked this podcast and want to financially support what I'm doing, head on over to patreon.com, search for Here We Are The Podcast, and sign up for one of the many, many beautifully and sassily written support tiers that I'm very proud of. So until next time, don't forget that curiosity wins and the world needs more nerds. Bye.